service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go tonight in the company. He's back. Barry Ferguson, the Rangers legend. He's been here all week. Well, just about. <laughs> Celtic legend Peter Grant. They're here for you. 0808 17 17 700. So much has been happening. Last night in the Premier Sports Cup, Rangers made so many changes. They won. So Rangers are through. Partick Thistle are through. Good night for Glasgow. Dundee and Aberdeen. Tonight is the turn of Celtic in action at Dingwall. Motherwell at home to Inverness. Livingston, Dundee United. As we know, Dundee United without Jack Ross. He departed yesterday. And Hearts against Kilmar. Match of the night is at Dingwall, Peter, and this was a tough one for Celtic last year on the run-in to win the title. 9-0 at the weekend. What's going to happen tonight at Dingwall? Obviously, the manager, I think, will make a few changes. He'll freshen up. But as I said, the beauty they've got, they've got a fantastic squad he's put together and it gives them an opportunity to get these guys a run out. But it'll be a very difficult game. Malky's built a very good squad there and he's done a fantastic job. So they know they're going to get a tough game, but you still expect Celtic to win it. You know, we're only a few sleeps away from Celtic against Rangers. So he's what... Seven or eight yards away from you <laughs> is Barry Ferguson. Barry, what about Rangers last night and young Robbie Ewer? Yeah, but it was um, obviously Gio had made a number of changes with what's coming up at the weekend, obviously, um, against Celtic. But it was great to see the young players get an opportunity. Um, young Divine at right back, I thought was exceptional. King coming in at centre back. Um, Ewer, as you mentioned, mm. done well up top and, and got his goal. And, and young Charlie McCann coming on as well. So, it was a great opportunity for these players to play with experienced guys like your Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield. So, listen, the main thing for Rangers last night was making sure they get through with many uh, changes. Now it's on to the, the big yeah. one at lunchtime on mm. Saturday. And yet, it's such a big trophy, isn't it? It's one of the big three in Scotland. Okay, it's probably the third one, Peter, but Lee Conley had a special moment last night. What about his goal for Queen of the South, that chip? Well, I... Uh, Brought Lee back up from Sunderland actually to Alloa, you know, and he was fantastic for me. And unfortunately, COVID kicked in. But I him in the two seasons I was there. Uh, brought him back both times. And I know he's a mad Celtic man, so I could see that when he scored his goal last night. <laughs> you know, he was delighted. So he's a Glasgow boy as well. So I'm sure he'd have been happy that. Maybe he'd been disappointed not to win the game, but he's a fantastic boy. <laughs> I was trying to slide tackle the TV when he scored. How is it? Is it in recovery? Here's some breaking news on Go Radio. Albion Ayeti has joined SK Stum Graz of Austria on a season long loan. Best of luck, Albion, is what the club are saying in the last few seconds. Peter. They paid a lot of money for him from West Ham United, but it just didn't work out. But he'll be one of the highest paid. Yes, it's obviously it's important he gets out and plays football matches. And I think that's very, very important for anybody. And I think a couple of hours left, you know, there's an opportunity for some others to get back out. I think the manager will want to do that. But yet he needs to get back playing. As all players do, it doesn't matter what age you are, what stage you're at in your career. You need to be playing games of football. And hopefully you can go out and score a few goals. And But I think that's the last time we'll probably see him in a Celtic GS, even though it's alone. Barry, for Rangers, Katic is off to FC Zurich. 
Yeah, I, I think that's the best thing for, for Katic. He needs to go and play games. He went on loan last year um, after his um, bad injury with the, the cruciate in the knee. Um, so, look, I think his day, days were numbered at, at Rangers, obviously, with Rangers bringing in John Souter and Davies. Um, and young uh, King played at centre-back last night. So, I think it's best uh, for both parties that he's went away um, and you'll see over the next um, day or two whether Rangers can go and strengthen. Are they going to strengthen, Barry? Yeah, what do you I, think? I would expect yeah. them to go and, and make one or two signings. Um, Where? Up front? Yeah, up front is a good option. I, I would have said right back last week, but I've got to be honest with you, watching the game last night, young Devine at right back really impressed me. Um, got forward really well and he looks a player for the future. I see that he's just signed a new contract. Mm -hmm. Um, until 2025 um, so I think he'll be a, a good backup for uh, Tavernier um, but listen you're always looking to improve the squad and I'm sure Gio um, I want to add a couple of players to the squad Up front as well you'd expect the Morelis thing goes on and on in fact here's the manager speaking today about the, the wayward striker uh, I had a good, good chat with him on, on Sunday he had a good week to train but also think about his future and of course I had a good good, good talk with him so as I said before he's still a Rangers player I think it's going to be uh, important for us in the next next months and this seasons. I saw a change in his, uh, his attitude the way he worked you know, you have to keep continuing uh, working like this for for the next coming months to uh, you know to to be the player he uh, he he can be and a player who can uh, give us give us a lot. To be the player he can be, will he be that player under Giovanni van Bronckhurst at Rangers? Well, I think Gio's made a, a decision, um, and the penny's got to drop now. He's he's clear that his attitude's not been right, and he's not been fat enough. Now, I always maintain that when he's fat and he's at it, he's he's a top striker. But listen, Gio's made the decision, um, and I think it's the right decision. So we'll see over the the coming days. Um, whether his attitude's going to be spot on. Um, as, as I said, I, I like Morelos, I've always liked him. But Gio's made a, a tough decision because he, he needs players of that quality. But if you're not going to um, beat the standard that he thinks, you're not going to be involved in the squad. Peter? I just don't like going on about it all the time. You sure. know. I, I think it's been perfect for the manager, the perfect week for him, really. Kolak scored in both games, you know, so... That's what we said last week. You know, the only way, the perfect uh, scenario for Gio would be if he scored a winner in the European game, which he did. <laughs> scored in the league match, which he did. You know, and that always helps you as a manager when you've made a big call. There is absolutely no doubt in that. But as I say, Gio can't make him play. He's got to go and look at himself. But how many times have he said that in the last three or four years? You know, it's been a constant thing. Whether, I don't mean his fitness levels, whether it's been on the pitch in an important moment in a big game, he's let them down. And on the on the training pitch, obviously he's not been yeah. doing his, his work properly. And the managers gave him as much chance. And to be fair, I think he's very fortunate he's got a manager like Van Bronckhurst, who's calm, but he's calculated, strong, but he's given him an opportunity. I know many managers have been there seen the light of day again. You know, that's for sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see as it moves forward. Barry, what about Ryan Kent? There were contracts there for both of them. Uh, the window closes in England one day. Five hours, 50 minutes away. We've got an extra day in Scotland. But for him, you'd think the interest would come from England. Do you think Ryan Kent is going to sign a new an extension? Yeah, I still think even yeah. what's went, went on with Morelos, I think this is what needed to happen. I think both will stay. Paul of them have been brutally honest. Um, You've said that all along. Yep, yeah, and yeah. I, know, I know a lot of people have got their opinion on Morelos. Look, his attitude's not been great. His fitness has not been great. But maybe this is a time that 
Gio's made a, a, a tough, tough decision to take him out of the squad. And hopefully now the penny will draw. I know a lot of people go on, how many chances does he need? But Rangers do need him. I do believe he's he's still the best striker at the club. Sholak's done great, scored goals. He's a total different player from Morelos. But I think over the next couple of days, I, I think you'll see them um, stay put at Rangers whether they're going to sign extensions or not um, we just need to wait and see but I don't I don't think you'll see either of them leave in okay. this window I see Ahmad Diallo who was at Rangers last season he's off on loan from Man United to Sunderland that's the latest news uh, this afternoon Peter at your old club Celtic do you see any business happening in the next I mean there is today with obviously a Yeti off the wage bill um, do you see anything happening no, the next 40 hours we spoke about young Mikey Johnson yeah but for himself really more than anything else he goes out and gets some game time I'm sure there's another guy McCarthy and all that was getting mentioned as well going but that seems to have died a death a little bit but they've not been on the bench or that. And I know football players get a hard ride at times off the, the punters and whatever, but every footballer wants to play. Everybody wants to be out there pulling a strip on on a Saturday. That's why you train. That's why you work hard. It doesn't matter how much money you get. You know, if you're not playing a Saturday, you cannot be going home on a Saturday evening happy, yeah. no matter what. So I'm sure there'll be a bit of movement. His manager was talking about bringing other people in. It's not always easy. And Brady will tell you, if you're down south, when you're down south, the finances is down there and even the lower leagues makes it near impossible for clubs outside Celtic Rangers even to bring players up here even though there's some decent players down there but it's very very difficult and especially as you're clo so close to the window and you see what players are doing now look at what's happened with Leicester and Chelsea with Fafana you know players are saying well okay I've signed a five year contract last week but then this week I yeah. want to move so I'm not going to train or play so it's quite incredible. That was shocking, wasn't it? Re really poor. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing I've disappointed. Out of all the things I like about Ronaldo and how he looks fantastic at the age he's at, that was the only thing at the start of the season when he didn't come back for pre-season. Unless there was something else privately and uh, not correctly, you can't argue with that. You can never turn up. You maybe tell the manager, listen, I'd like to move on for whatever reason, yeah. whatever reason, but you make sure you turn up every day and train well every day and make yourself available for your football club because they pay your wages yeah. and the supporters come to support you. And it's big wages he had Massively. at Leicester and uh, obviously at Chelsea's seven-year deal. Barry, what did you make of the Fafana stuff? Yeah, well, signs a new five-year deal in, in March and um, you think he's <laughs> wanting to commit himself yeah. for at least a season or two then get that big move. But look, agents involved maybe came to him and says listen there's, there's interest for other clubs yeah. um, but sometimes just keep quiet yeah absolutely yeah. I've seen his comments after it like having yeah. a wee pop at the yeah. club bearing in mind he had a, a serious injury last year he Ooh, broke his absolutely. leg yeah he was yeah. out he only played yeah. seven games last yeah. year yeah. so the club helped him um, the manager he says the manager dug him out a, a couple of times which I felt I felt strange but listen I think it's best that he's moved on and I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will want to bring in two or three yeah. players because they've not made any signings at this moment in time so £75 million pounds, not even a French international he done the same thing his last club St Etienne mm -hmm. he, he went straight yeah. then so he could get his move to Leicester <laughs> so did, did you feel for Brendan the way yeah, he was treated of course treated. you do yeah. of course you do but you can censor something more than Fafana saying oh, you should sure. go on there you know there's, there, you don't wait till the last moment to Fafana's no. going to say right we're going to bring players in they're talking about other than Donka coming which I think would be a good signing mm -hmm. for Wolves for them you know but we're talking about uh, the wee Belgian midfielder going as well to Arsenal yeah. you know so there's guys going out the door and Brendan's not be able to bring anybody in for all the things he's done fantastically well you know it's obviously there's something behind the scenes that's not quite right the centre of football for us is here in Scotland isn't it since we last saw both of you Celtic as we know in the Champions League and what a draw not least the opening tie Tuesday night Celtic Real Madrid and Barry Rangers did it against PSV 
and well, Napoli, Ajax, Calvin Bassi. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but listen, there's a big game in Saturday. Remember before we start the Champions right, League. We'll go that yeah, route. But but no, listen, I think it's brilliant <laughs> for the game up here. You, you see both Rangers and Celtic who have who they they drawn in the in the the, the group stages. Um, Rangers, Liverpool. Yeah. You've got mm. the Van Dijk. Celtic thing coming yeah. back for me best centre back in the, the world be a country mile you've got Ajax with Calvin Bassey yeah. moving there mm. Napoli who um, are sitting top of the, the yeah, Serie A exactly. um, they're a, a good team then you go Celtic Real Madrid um, Shakhtar Leipzig, Leipzig. Leipzig you know them you know, well it's, yep. it's brilliant right top teams coming to Glasgow um, and listen see when, see when these games kick off at Ibrox and Celtic Park especially at home mm. Both teams have got every chance. Peter? Phenomenal. You know, everybody we spoke to Celtic supporters before who they would like to get because they've not played yeah. for a while was Real Madrid. Everyone wanted Everybody them, wanted yeah. Real Madrid, you know. So they're a special team with special players, you know. And it will be a special night. As I say, I was fortunate enough to be there the last time they, yeah. they were involved. And it was big, big occasions, massive occasions with that name coming. Were you on the ground staff at that I time? I was, and I trained with them, as I said to you. Remember, remember? I was saying yeah. I was up training with them because you know, usually helped them out if the ball wasn't over anywhere at the old Barrafield. And then they asked us to join in for a wee bit. So it was fantastic. Laurie Cunningham and yeah. all that at that mm-hmm. particular time, God rest them. So they were all playing. So it was specially seen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there were unbelievable players at that particular time. And I think it was two, two of them, right? Um I, I can't know. No. Celtic, Celtic won. won. Celtic won. Yep. Two 2-0, was yep. it? 2-0. Yep. And then I say to you, George went over there and missed the, the sitter mm-hmm. to make it 3-0. George McCluskey. Uh, yeah, George. Yep. And, uh, He'll be listening. He'll thank you for that one, exactly. Peter. Yeah. But he's, he's what a fantastic yeah. player as well, by the way. But yeah. he's, I say, he missed a big chance to make mm-hmm. it 3-0 in the Bernabeu. And their memories, as you say, I can remember well, however many years ago that was, for me, especially for clubs like that. And that's what we want to be talking about. Maybe the run Rangers had last year, we're hoping both of them can go and do anything like that and even get near qualifying out. It would be unbelievable. 42 years ago. Oh. Past like that. Let's go on. Craig's on the line. We're going to ask you more about how Celtic and Rangers will do in Europe. And the countdown's on. Three sleeps, Barry, until you'll be here Saturday, you, me, and John Hartson for the game. I know you're looking forward. Look at his eyes. He's absolutely buzzing, isn't he? Craig, are you buzzing after last night? Good evening. How are you doing, lads? Good, um, Craig. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I think last night as a game was just, um, you know, it was good to see. Um, a lot of the debutants we've got to see some of the mm-hmm. academy players um, I think it's it's good to, to show that we're, we are building that as well because obviously that's part of the whole process that, that we've been going through uh, I think as a club for the last number of years is, is trying to build up because we've seen Celtic be able to bring players through their youth academy and it's an important part so it was good to see those players and some of them did did do quite well Adam Devine what about him I heard Barry mention him earlier I thought he had a, a terrific game. Um, I actually felt if there was if there was somebody in the part that, that maybe deserved a goal, uh, it would have been him because I thought he was, um, you know, he was linking things together quite well um, at times. Um, obviously, look, um, they are still young boys, so there sure. are loads of things for them to work on. But I think it was notable that the mistake that was made wasn't made by one of the young players. It sure. was made by somebody who's now really an experienced player in uh, in Sakala but ultimately no got to be halfway and it's you know builds us now to Saturday which is a I think is a huge game because obviously if we lose we go five points behind Celtic now there's a long way to go in the season and by no means do I think that that would mean that's the league done already that would be ridiculous but it would certainly not do us any favours 
Whereas if we can go and win or even get a draw, I would take a draw. Let's yeah. put that to Barry. What do you reckon? Well, Rangers need to go and produce a, a European away performance. Not like the, the last one at Celtic Park ever. I, mean, I don't want to go back and I mean Celtic absolute battered Rangers for the first 45 minutes. Rangers were too far too open. I think it'll be a different mindset and mm-hmm. set up from, from Gio. You know what Celtic are going to do. They're high energy. There's a lot of interchanging. Um, so I, I think you'll see a different set up for, uh, from Rangers. Um, I'm looking at it. For me, Celtic are favourites. They're sitting top of the league. They're league champions. Um, but I think it's I think it's set up for a, an absolute cracker. Two of them are in real good form as well, scoring goals. Um, so, am I looking forward to it? I'm nervous, mm-hmm. as I'm always are, uh, certainly old firm games away from home. What's um, his but team? It's one I'm, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to. Well, we made 11 changes last sure. night. Yeah. So that, that tells you um, what way he's going to go. He's, you've obviously got Golson and Tavernier and... Mm-hmm. Sands. Lindstrom yeah you could yep. go on listen it's going to be a total different 11 mm-hmm. from what played last night there's no doubt in that so they'll be fresh and ready to go and I think Celtic will do the same tonight I think Celtic will make a, a number of changes um, but listen it's a game that I'm looking forward to there's some top players on top for them they're scoring goals saying that watch this it's going to end up in a nothing each game <laughs> a board draw um, but I can't I, I, I just yeah. can't see it with the, the attack minded players that both sets of teams got. I think Craig might take that, and I'm not. I just listened to what you said there, Craig. You're obviously cautious at the moment, and you're going to Celtic Park when they just scored nine the other day. And I know, you know, it's not the talent of, of Rangers. Craig, nil nil, would that do you? Listen, I would take it because it is at Celtic Park. Obviously, at Ibrox, I would take nothing less than a victory, but Celtic Park, of course, I will. The only thing I'm thinking that will help us is that. And I don't know if the boys would agree with me here. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Rangers man or to yep, diminish sure. Celtic. I don't think they've been challenged yet this season. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of tough away games, tough examinations at Livingston and at Hibernian. Celtic haven't had, really, in my opinion, a single tough game to go to this season because it's been easy enough. OK, Ross County away can be tough, but they weren't at it that day and Celtic punished them. And, and obviously 9-0 against Dundee United, we already knew yeah. how poor their form had been albeit nobody expected that so I, I do think this will be the first proper challenge that Celtic will get particularly defensively because we're not going to sit in and just let Celtic dictate the game to us for 90 minutes we will go and mm-hmm. probably create more chances than most teams have played so far So Peter what do you I, think I do on think that? that? That's a good point from Craig you know Rangers have had a tough time against Union St. Galois especially away they've been PSV home and away well I've seen the Aberdeen Hearts game it was at both of the games and Celtic didn't play particularly well. Mm. You know, they won the Aberdeen game comfortably. You know, they, they won the Hearts game uh, at the end comfortably. But I felt they didn't play as well as they can. They've given up a few opportunities for uh, teams to score against them. Saturday against United, they were excellent. But the thing that impressed me about Saturday was, I think it was just after about the seventh goal, and Kyogo goes and presses the goalkeeper for the kickoff. <laughs> you know, when the ball's passed back. And I think that sums up the team they have at this moment in team, uh, time. You know, I'm hoping Jack Amakis is back, you know, with a bit of, because obviously he missed the weekend. I'm hoping he's back in it because it gives you something different as well because I think you need that power at times. And it, listen, you get into a Celtic Rangers game, Barry played many as well as I did myself. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter one jot, you know, that you can get into these games and what the performance have been like prior. It's who handles it on the day, you know. The Rangers have been well clear at times and Celtic have ended up beating them and vice versa, you know, and that's the thing It's who handles the occasion uh, better, you know. 
refereeing mistakes. It's an inexperienced referee for the first time, you know. So the, all these things are, are so important. And they're the things that definitely can change things. And that's why you get into the game, no matter what, as a supporter, we're nervous. As players, you were nervous right up to the last moment. You didn't really enjoy the build-up. You just wanted the game to start. And that's the same with everybody. But when that 90 minutes, anything can happen. But I think both teams are going to be in good form. You know, there's it's very rarely you say, well, this one's playing better than this one. Yeah. But both teams in the league are going in in good form with good results, obviously. So I think it'll be a very, very close call. Yeah, there's no doubt that. Craig, thanks for that call. Keep them coming. 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Kevin Blair is tuned in tonight, Celtic fan and uh, a big supporter of the show. Thanks for tuning in to us Kevin uh, Peter he remembers watching you uh, as a young lad he was saying he really enjoyed you and the times that you gave him at Celtics this is Kevin who's tuned in tonight and Barry he says he enjoys your contribution and he was surprised how fair you are is what Kevin said <laughs> as well so I mean you you know you both you call it as you see it yeah, I think, I think that's the usually the, the, the best way. <laughs> usually, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right because you, you see it as the supporters say it, but then the day they watch the game and we're only giving an opinion of what we think we see yep. because you've been on the other side of the fence as well. Whether that's been a manager, whether it's been a coach, or whether it's been a player, yep. so you try and give that opinion. You've got to be fair, whether it's Celtic, whether it's Rangers. Mm. You know, obviously, when they get into Europe, you want both teams to do well because mm. it's fantastic for Glasgow and it's fantastic yeah, for Scotland. Exactly, so it's yeah. a Scottish game, and we want to boost that as much as we possibly can. Kevin didn't say usually. I said it jokingly, Barry, because <laughs> in fact you were shouting at the radio the other night when we were on and we were talking about Gareth yeah, instead of R. Yeah. About yeah, the, sa- the sands. Yeah, thing. I'm looking. I'm looking forward yeah. to the, the ref watch. Um, <laughs> Yellow or do, red? You'd no. You'd no dispute. It, they it, should go. Yeah, off. he's got to yeah, go. Sure. He's got to go. Whether it's a, a red or a yellow, listen, it's it's a sending off. Mm-hmm. He's been booked. Yep. Um, but what I will say about the referee, see if he's unsure. Assistant referee and yeah. fourth official. Come oh. on, they've got to help them out, but they don't want to take responsibility in mm-hmm. Um But listen. It's not just because Rangers are, are my team and a former team that I had many a brilliant times with. I've got to call it the way it is. For me, I was watching it. James Sands has, has got to go. Absolutely. An important time yeah. in that particular game. And listen, we spoke about it before. These are the things that people look back, and we spoke about it last week, Paul, but the decisions the week prior. Yeah. You know, at Ross County, when the two boys get away with yellow cards, yeah. and then obviously the retrospective mm-hmm. action became the two reds. So we've said that, but it's these points these decisions at this moment in time and that's why we're complaining about the VAR coming in halfway through the season because these points are so vital and massive come the end of the season whether you're getting into the top six whether you're getting relegated whether you're champions whether you're qualifying for Europe and that was why people always said well why are we bringing it in during it you know but still saying that nobody needs VAR to see that decision <laughs> that's for sure. for sure and the same with the ones up at Ross County and that It'll be interesting on Monday, won't it? When we do Gar. <laughs> It'll be, uh, what will we do? I should, we, sorry, we hope, I should we, call it Gar. Gar. Sorry. We hope we're talking about the football, you know, the, the actual deposit aspects. But let's wait uh, to see. In the last 24 hours or so, Jack Ross leaving Dundee United. We'll speak to you about that in a moment or two. But Ange Postacoglu in action tonight at Ross County. And he spoke about who is now the former 
Dundee United manager. We all realise the, the industry we're in and the, and the position we all hold and the repercussions when things aren't going well. You know, there's less, I guess, patience and tolerance these days. You know, that's the industry we're in. I think we're all aware of it. I think Jack was, was probably aware of it. <laughs> you know, for all us managers, uh, like I said, in today's world, that when things are going well, there's, there's always the potential that uh, you can be relieved of your duties. Peter, you know, you managed Dunfermline last season. Um, well, I was... Oh, Jack was just shorter than me, but I had seven draws, four defeats, and you end up losing your job. And I had no complaints because I'm not winning, you know, so I've no complaints. If you're not winning, you've always under that bit of pressure. The thing I felt for Jack, you've had three week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, mm -hmm. I think the performance against Altmar at home was magnificent. The stadium was full, back to Tannadice the way it should be, you know, and then it's just so unfortunate. The first 20 minutes in Altmar, they'd done very well, and then they just caved in. I think for me, I don't think it's a Celtic game. I don't think it's the Altmar game. I think it's the St Mirren game. The 3-0, oh, St Mirren. I think that yeah. was the big one for them, especially being at home. What went wrong, though? Because he's, he's been a first-class manager. I, I'll he's not suddenly a bad one. his interview, yeah. and I thought he was spot on. Ah. They were like mannequins. Yeah. The Dundee United Was players. he too honest? I would rather a manager yeah. come out and, and be honest. Um, but what's that? 23 goals they've, they've lost over the last three weeks. Yeah. I, I think... If, Jack will know that it's it's not good enough. Should they have got a bit more time? I think Poster Coglu is right. There's, there's no patience. You just look down the road. Yeah. I know Scott yeah. Parker. I know it was different for him. I think that was because he was he called out the board because yeah. he wanted a bit more money. Um, but I, I just don't know. I, I feel for him. Is it enough time? Could he have turned it around? He, sh he could have turned it around at Hibs. Mm. He was going through a bad time. I thought he should have been allowed at least a cup final. He wasn't allowed that, but listen, it's just the game. That's just the way the game is just now. Cruel, isn't it's it? ruthless. Well, look, look at the Dick Campbell situation. So Dick goes all the way and just misses out to go to the Premier League. And I think they're bottom of the league around the Championship. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. that just shows sure. you. So thin the, margins. The thin margins, that's yep. what it is. A couple of results here or there. Sure. A couple of injuries we don't know. A couple of things Jack is into. And remember, you're getting a new job. You've not brought all the players in. No. And nobody had argued with the players he's brought in. Stephen sure. Fletcher and that, you know. Yeah. Signing so, Levitt. I Levitt, you know? absolutely. You'd, people are saying, oh, they're maybe not strong enough in the middle of the pitch. It's all about footballers. Why know? didn't they play Charlie McGrew and Tony Watt at all? I mean, look, I know they were part of the you know, the games beforehand, but you'd imagine playing against Celtic, you'd bring well, on... Only Jack Ross will know that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that could be something that happened previous behind closed doors and training. We, we don't know. For me, Jalen McGrew is still a, a very good footballer. Yeah. Experienced yeah. head at the, the back. And Tony Watt, um, when he's on his game, can can be a, a dangerous player. So it, it's hard to say. But you know that's what it's like in the dressing room. If you're not happy with a player, you've got to leave him out. You know, and that's as simple as that. Mm. Well, well, if he's not doing his work properly, and we're not saying that, but we're only you're listening to stories about it but it's always the same if a player's not playing that people think should be playing people are always questioning saying there's a fallout with the manager mm. it's not always the case if the player's not playing well enough or not training well enough the manager's got the right to leave him out and make that statement unfortunately it's a brilliant choice if you win the game and we've said that before it was like Morello's last week it's a brilliant choice if you win but if you don't sure. win and in the manner they get beat then it becomes a big It'll problem It'll be interesting to see their reaction tonight Sure, They're, they're yeah. at a tough place Livingston. One of the hardest. Yep, one yep. of the hardest places to go. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the bounce they perform. Yep. Is there changes going to be made for the team that played against Celtic at the weekend? So it'll be interesting to see. Who's taking over? Is it going to be Duncan Ferguson? Somebody you know really well. They love him at Tannadice. Yeah, he was, Could it be? It was, it's a good shout. Michael O'Neill, who's just been mm -hmm. um, dismissed at, yep. at Stoke City, former Dun United player. 
got a, a place in, in Edinburgh so there, there is a few front runners um, for the job Would you like to see Duncan Ferguson back up there? Yeah you know listen him. he made the decision yeah. to leave Everton in, in the summer because he wanted to be his own man he's been first team coach assistant manager he's been caretaker manager and he feels now the, the time's right whether um, Dundee United is the right fit for him only big Dunk will know um, but listen it's a it's a good shout it's a big club, one of the biggest in Scotland. He'll give know. them a few yeah. boots up the back. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah. Big dunk. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly will. Peter, would you welcome it, Big Duncan Ferguson, back? Well, I think he's got to take a job somewhere. You're not going to get hand-picking jobs, that's for sure. Mm. And I think when they start saying that he would like to talk to them, that means somebody from Dundee United Press or the ones that follow the press up there have actually spoken to Duncan and said, yeah, I'd like to speak to them. The courier's very good. Absolutely. Yeah. So so all of a sudden, if they think that's true, they would speak to Duncan and he has to go there. He's not going to have the finance that they have at Everton and all, but he has to stop, start somewhere as a manager. And then that's when people start... And listen, that's what it is. It's managing, bringing the group back together. I'm, I'm not saying that... But it's just after the bad results and the amount of goals I've lost, bringing the group back together. So it's a, it's a fantastic job. It's one of our bigger clubs. You know, a couple of weeks ago we were saying oh, they're back on the road again after their performance mm. against Altmar their first, in the first leg. So he has to take a job somewhere and I think and getting an opportunity to work in the Premiership here is fantastic for him if he gets that chance. We're going to talk, there's so much to talk about. The Champions League coming, there's also Celtic Rangers at the weekend, but Celtic's still got a game tonight. How important, I'm looking at Barry just now, for Rangers would it be to get silverware this early? Because it was huge for Celtic. Uh, this time last year to go on and win it the League Cup yeah it's always important to get your hands on that first trophy that's available and that's the, the, the League Cup and I said we Gio making so many changes last night it was important that they'd done the most important thing and that's what was um, was getting through mm -hmm. and Celtic will be the same I think Celtic will make a number of changes mm -hmm. um, with, with a game in mind uh, for Saturday but I, I do still believe if you look at Celtic squad and Rangers squad they're, they're, they're too strong. Uh, yeah. This has been the biggest gap I've seen in a long, long time. Because Rangers, Rangers, I think both Rangers weekend. and Celtic, yeah. if they're yeah. at it, their attitude's spot on. They're playing at a good level. I don't think anybody can touch them. On the League Cup, here is Ange Postacoglu speaking about what he feels about that tournament. Yeah, I think it was significant for us, particularly last year, because um, we obviously had a challenging start to the year and we found some consistency, but winning a trophy in that first sort of few months just you know, added some real belief and into the group about the direction we were heading and I think everyone, you know, their supporters and, and everyone involved in the football club, you know, could see some real progress. Um, so it was an important trophy for us to win. Um, you know, that's the nature of this football club that um, irrespective of my feelings towards a, a particular um, competition um, at this football club, the expectations are the same. You, you, you try and win every game you play in and every competition you're in. So um, that doesn't change for us uh, tomorrow night. Um, as I said, it's a challenging fixture. We know going to Ross County and, you know, they're always a hard team to play against. But in a cup competition, you know that, you know, every opponent has, uh, you know, potential pitfalls that we, you can fall into. So um, we've got to be ready to, to be at our best. Peter, would you pepper it with a few names then? As Barry says, Celtic could make loads of changes tonight. Um, Segris, for example, could he... Yeah, he could play. But game? I think you look at their bench yep. and you look at the boys that's not stripped. Mm. That's the difference with Celtic, I think. I've always said that. You know, you'll not see a Celtic team like Rangers team last night. You won't see that. It'll not yep. be young boys that's yep. playing there, that's for sure. It'll be first team experienced players that'll be James playing up Forrest. There. Oh, absolutely Ralston, all these coming back in who need games. Stephen Welsh. Stephen Welsh could possibly play. Starfelt will probably play as well because he's obviously just back from injury. So a lot of these guys will still play. There's absolutely no doubt in that. Haxabanovich, maybe on maybe, the bench. Maybe. maybe. But also the fact is, Paul, that the fact that Barry will tell you, Celtic and Rangers, you have to try and win the League Cup. Mm. 
That's a fact. And it's not even getting away from that because if you lose that, all of a sudden you've got two trophies to go for. Mm -hmm. Then you're in the Scottish Cup and you get knocked out of that. Oh, now there's a massive pressure on you. Because all of a sudden it goes from knocked out of the League Cup to winning nothing. That's the way it happens, you know. And at these clubs, you're just not allowed to do that. You've got to try and win the treble every year, you know, at home. And that's the way it is. And that's the expectations at these football clubs. And that's why they don't want to get knocked out. I think if Rangers were away from home last night, would it have been slightly different? Would they have made as many changes? Maybe just because of the pitch, did they maybe made the changes, you know, because it's the AstroTurf. But at the home game, you'd expect Rangers still have that quality, and that's no disrespect to Queen of the South, but because of the selection of players that they have. But the expectation never, ever changes at these two football clubs. Barry, looking at Celtic tonight, Gikamakis could start. Maybe there's so yeah, many the, options. The, the names that you're mentioning there could play in Celtic starting 11. Um, but I think Granty's right. I think if it was down at Palmerston, I don't think you would have seen as many um, young players. Um, different at Ibrooks, big pitch, wide open. Yeah. But it was it was great to see. I always enjoy seeing young players coming through and sampling what it's like to to play at Ibrooks. I know there wasn't fifty two thousand; it was just over thirty thousand. But it's still a great experience for these young players. And what I seen last night is these young players have got the potential. Mm -hmm to go and, and try and force their way into that 18. Maybe no, they're starting 11, maybe it's a bit too early for them, but they have certainly got potential. Did you say, Barry, but, but Paul, they play in the B team or whatever, the manager never gets the opportunity to see that mm. apart from training yeah. because they're playing on the same day or whatever. Sure. And the videos. You know, yep. exactly. It's not the so same. It's not the yep. same. You know, our managers used to be coming because the squads weren't that big. They would see you playing. You know, they would make sure the game was on a completely different day so they could see the teams playing so they knew the players that could get a chance to go up and play. So these boys, it's massive for them. That maybe be the window that the manager gets an opportunity to say, right, he's coming up to train with us now or he's going to stay in the group. And that's so, so important because it'd be fantastic if they could start to nurture their own players. I think people talk about Celtic. When did we go back to now? Tony Ralston, you know, has come in now. But people were saying he was out the door this time last year, or the previous to it, the pre-season yet. You know, then you go and it was James Forrest and uh, Callum McGregor. Which, who are 27, 28 or something yeah, like that now. Tierney, Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney and all these, you know. Yep. So all these situations, so they've not had a lot of young boys through. For the amount of money gets spent in youth now, I don't think we see as many players as we should. We're still going out and spending a hell of a lot of money where I still think we should be nurturing our own. But I know you don't get that opportunity and that's probably why the manager's saying now that managers don't get the chance. Mm. So they're bringing in ready-made players, you know, that, oh, I can't take a chance in that youngster. Maybe one, maybe jump through. But the rest of the time, it's going to be guys that can win trophies there and then. Young Robbie, you are scored in just under nine minutes in his debut uh, last night. Eighteen-year-old, come through the academy uh, what, seven years there. What Must an experience be, yeah. for that kid! Nine, mil eight, nine minutes. He'll never forget game. that. Yeah, that's. But listen, it's also. I hope that they keep their feet in the ground and they need to continue mm. to work hard. These these young players. Um, it's, he, he done well last night. To be fair, he, he led the the line pretty well. Showed some nice touches. Um, as I said, the, the boy Devine will know about Leon King at centre-back. He's played a few games, but Devine was the one that really, really stood out for me. And Charlie McCann, to be fair, came off the bench and, and made a difference as well. But it's great to see these young players. But what I want to see is one going and making sure they're a first-team regular, playing 50, 75, 100 games. That's the next thing for these young kids. But Adam Devine could be the Nathan Patterson, maybe? Yeah, it's going to be hard for him because the captain's in his position. Sure. Yep. Um, and I did say, as I mentioned earlier on, that right-back was maybe an area where Gio might have wanted to strengthen during the window, but he certainly showed the signs that he could certainly be a right-good backup for, for the captain. 
Giovanni was happy, as you would imagine afterwards, the 3-1 win. Of course, we changed a lot of players today. I think it was good to, uh, to have the 11 today on the pitch, to give them, uh, give them minutes uh, and uh, raise their levels of fitness because of the coming weeks. So I was really happy uh, with that. Of course, the most important thing is to go to the next round. Uh, we, we gave debuts to many players from the academy, which is also a good a good thing, and for them also something positive to uh, to keep working hard to eventually play more games in the first team. So I'm uh, I'm really happy. Yeah. And that promising young player, uh, Scott Arfield, scored two for Rangers. The 24 minutes. It's also minutes. a great experience for yep. these young players, yes. Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack, guys who have played a lot of football and played at top level. And it's it's good to play with these guys and, and learn off them. But what I always always maintain with young players is just keep continue working hard. If you make that first appearance, you want to get to ten, you want to get yeah. twenty, fifty, a hundred. And it's great for the young Robbie you're alongside Scott Arfield afterwards because the enthusiasm of Scott Arfield, he's desperate to play at the weekend, Peter. He's an example of a great pro. Fantastic, and he does it exactly what it says on the can, you know what I mean? He scores goals, he makes late runs into the box really yep. well. He done it fantastic. His attitude shows young players what it takes to get to that level. His, just his attitude, never mind anything else. You've got Davis there along with you, who's a fantastic professional that the AG's at, showing all that. So it's great for these young boys to be playing along with these guys, but showing how much it means to them to go about their business properly. And what it does to sustain it. And as Barry says, it's not about saying, oh, I played for the first team, what, for one game? You can only start saying that when you're 75 games. Yeah. As I told you, I was on the ground staff after 100 games. You know, still on the ground staff cleaning the team's boots for guys that wasn't even playing. That was the way they'd done it with us. I know it's slightly different now, but that was the way, because so you're burning getting carried away with yourself, because it's so, so important to have that opportunity, yeah. but then you've got to make the most of it. Yeah, that's got to give them a taste. A taste for it now. There's more coming up. Katic has gone. Uh, Yeti is away as well. Who's coming in during the transfer window? We'll discuss that. And the countdown's on till Saturday, 12.30, Celtic Rangers. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Go Radio Football Show. Listen, thanks for making the switch. More and more people telling me that they're tuning in from five every evening. And tonight, Barry Ferguson back from a few days rest. He's had a tough summer. <laughs> I'm only jealous. And Peter Grant, thanks for making that switch from five or until seven. And tomorrow night we'll be on and it's Craig Moore who'll be here and Andy Walker. So, and then both of you, will you come back on Friday evening then? And we'll just do the final preparation before the game. We're trying to come up with a name for it. It's not Judgment Day, it's far too early. Someone said, It's always Judgment Day. Is it? It's right, always okay. Judgment Day. It doesn't matter. Well, do you, you know play? how many have you played in? Oh, oh I, I should know. have asked you before. Okay. Plenty. Over, somebody said over 50, but I can't. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Don't ask Barry, me. Barry, no, no. Yeah. What, was your first, what was your first old firm game? Do you know game? what? Yeah. See the first three or four Rangers, mm -hmm. Rangers and Celtic games, yep. they passed me by. Because I went into the mindset of being a fan, going on the pitch, ah, right. yeah. where I was too young. Oh. And then I, I obviously realised that, listen, I need to I need to change my ways it's and I need job. to focus. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I need to go out and... You know what it's like, Granny, you go out and... Oh, it was just, what was age just were you? 19. 19. Yep. Wow. But then you get used to it because, uh, to be honest with you, the, the noise that it creates and the, the pace of the games and the physicality of the games as well because you remember Martin O'Neill's teams. Oh. Martin O'Neill's teams were giants. Yep. They were a big, big team. 
powerful team. Baldy, um, so Phil you Harry. had to be on it. If you weren't, you, you could get easily easily bullied by, by that by that Celtic team. Peter, were you ever bullied then in, in the old firm game? Well, mine's, my first game was my debut. I know. And that was thankfully, I never got told to that morning, well, two hours before kickoff, or three uh, hours Ibrox. before kickoff, yeah. And Bobby Williams has scored an overhead kick, Rangers beat us 1 0. Um, but as I say, thankfully, I never got told in advance. Mm. Um, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me because you just go out there and play. I must admit, I can't say the word on uh, radio, obviously, no. but prior to it, that was a You were nervous. Uh, yeah, yeah, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> and um, once the game started, yeah. it was fine, but I was very fortunate. I had legends playing along with me, Danny McGrain and that, playing along with me. So I was very fortunate I had these guys to run, run aside, you know, and play Maybe aside. the best fullback ever? Well, he was my hero, so it's very difficult yeah, for sure. me to see anything different, you know. Uh, he was a wonderful, wonderful player mm-hmm. and a wonderful man, yeah. you know, so I was very fortunate he was beside me at that game in that particular game, but mm-hmm. that was a blessing, that the fact that I didn't know to a couple of hours prior to the match. And I, I always went into the games thinking I didn't want to let anybody down. Yeah, right. the, the fans inside the mm-hmm. stadium, the hundreds of thousands of fans that mm-hmm. are watching and bars and wherever they're, they're watching the game in their houses. And your family? Yep, and it always always says to the boys, listen, you need to make sure the fans have got the bragging rights at the start mm-hmm. of the week. You know what it's like when they go into building sites, they're all winding yeah. each other up. Um, so that's I used to always think about that. Let's try and make them make them happy enough. Listen, it never happened all the time because it's impossible to win every single game, but that was always my kind of mindset going into it. What was your last one? Can you remember your well, last one? You should be asking I know. me before we like, come before on I, so I can Peter, look it up. what was your last one then? Can you remember? I can't I've remember. Just, no. I can't yeah. remember I'd be telling you a lie, Paul. Did you ever experience anything like that in your career after your last No, and, game? and the thing was, people always talked about Celtic Rangers being one of the biggest in mm. world football. And I was never one that jumped on that bandwagon because I always said, well, I don't know, I've never been to Argentina, Italy, whatever. But when Graham and that started coming up and God rest them, Ray Wilkins, they started to do interviews and say, it was bigger than the Milan derby. Not then you start sitting back a bit and think, oh. And, and Ray Wilkins said that. Yeah, yeah, oh, they did. They, they, wow. they said that. You know, yeah. they said it was. They thought it was bigger, intense. The build up to it was much more intense. And I found that bizarre. And I don't mean that um, because I didn't know what Italian football. Because we were brought up. That's the difference. A lot of your boys didn't understand. We were <laughs> in our time, especially in my time. Beric and all that was playing. It was Rangers supporters against Celtic supporters predominantly. You know what I mean? Because that's the way it was. You know, that yeah. was the way it was. So we knew. We did not care how we played that particular day. Just win. That's all you wanted to do. Just win, nothing else. That was all you wanted to do. That's a great point. That's what it was like, wasn't yeah, it? In the 80s, like, Barry. No. I mean, you were just a boy. No, but you, I was yeah. a Rangers fan. Neil sure. Lennon was a exactly, Celtic fan. Yeah. We were both captains of the team. Of so it was one yeah. of the ones. And always say, respect before the game, respect yeah. after the game. See, that 94, 95 minutes is a war. Mm, absolutely. Take that. You need to try and do anything mm. to win that. That, that kind of war um, and that's the way it was always um, it was all it was all that was the way it was all the time and that's the way I get brought up Granny's mm-hmm. right we get brought up being fans and I was lucky enough to go and watch old firm games as a young kid um, and then sample it so you knew, knew what you were getting into face um, you see the Celtic Rangers game and the Rangers in was it 18,000 they used to have at Celtic Park something like that yeah. one it was massive yeah. numbers they had at that particular time the funny thing used to be the disabled cars used to come in remember the wee blue cars oh, yeah, used to be blue, light well, blue. Yeah. well they used to sit in front of the Rangers fans and it was miracles that happened when we scored because they all got up and jump up <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable yeah. you know but it, so, it was incredible yeah. because it was Rangers fans all around then right. and that's what disappoints me now I must admit, I know there's times I've made it. You need to on. get back to it. I'd love yeah. it when the fans were to. full. 
you know, both sets of supporters there. I loved it uh, because that's what but it was all about. Even playing at Ibrooks, when you're going out in Celtic, I've got the 8,000 fans, mm. you're going over to take a corner right with them, they're, they're giving you all sorts. I loved that. Uh, absolutely. And you'd have to main stand as well, yep, if you remember, yep. you know, Celtic yep. fans. And so it was massive, you know, and I, I thought that was brilliant. And I think it, and I know for different reasons, but I think it's 10 things away from it. There's absolutely mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind of that. I think you it know. takes edge away from it mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I mean, 900 Rangers fans at Celtic Park on Saturday. They're lost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not right. But the clubs are not listening. They're not, Barry. They, they need to know. start. I mean, I think if you ask ex-players or even current players, mm-hmm. they would say the same thing as me and Grant are saying just now. What do you think? Rangers fans, Celtic fans, 0808 17 17 700. And in the second hour, we're going to have a Celtic fan here and a Rangers fan in the studio as the countdown is on to the big game. What, what, what side does the, is the, is the Rangers <laughs> fan? Oh, 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 we could maybe share the mics or whatever, or we could swap it over. Bringing Glasgow and the West together. Here. together. And Glasgow's See, there's, a, there's a shield up yeah. between me and Grant and I don't know what's going on here. I love that though. You know, the fact there was a great point you made, you know, that it was it was basically Celtic fans against Rangers fans. And you know the guys that came in then in the 2000s and then the next decade, they turned into Rangers or Celtic fans. I mean, the De Boers, the Newmans, all the great players you played with, you turned them into lifelong Rangers fans. Yeah, they, they bought into what, what the club was all about. And that was the same as the, the Celtic team, late 90s, yeah. early 2000s. All the guys that Martin O'Neill brought in from England or abroad, mm. they bought into it. And that's the most important thing when, when these guys don't get brought up with it and know what it's like. It's important that you let them know because I'd seen so many players when they come in at half time or after the game think to yourself what is that mm-hmm. all about? Never experienced it and and I've said before going down to England bringing up when I was at Blackburn Birmingham um, bringing up the players to watch the old firm game whether they were I had to get tickets for both sides obviously <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just after it when we were sitting having a chat an atmosphere that had never sampled before in their life. But as you say, these these guys come up here. There was a lot of good players came and failed as in couldn't handle it. And I think that says enough because it's not just for 90 minutes, 95 minutes. It's just not for that. It's your life. It's 24-7. And you've got to be able to take that pressure that goes along with representing the two clubs. And that's part of it for by playing for them. You have to be able to handle the pressure. The good times, the bad times, you have to be able to handle it. And it's not easy. A lot of guys suffer for it. As I did many, many years, you know, suffered. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'd have never changed it for world. And we were brought up, but we knew. We knew what you were representing. As you say, the name in the back doesn't mean nothing. It's always the badge in the front of what you're representing. And that's what you had to make sure they knew that. That broadcast on behalf of the old firmer Glasgow Derby brought to you by Peter Grant <laughs> and Barry Ferguson. <laughs> There's no game like it, is there? And I was just thinking there about the San no, Siro. even ninety thousand people at the old fun game. Yeah. You had to go out and do something on Monday or Tuesday. I think to yourself, going to bump into a fan, where he's going to give me a bit. But that, do you know what? You got to accept it because you'd been beaten. It's no good enough. Because I would be the same. Because I was a, a, a fan. Um, so that's the consequences you need to deal with playing with one of the, the old firm teams that's why I'm white skinned because I used to stay in the house all the time right? <laughs> after so many defeats he just went back to the castle yeah. <laughs> bring up the drawbridge yeah. right let's hear from the two managers there's one day five hours to go in England and we mentioned that in case people are going there or coming up and an extra day for Scotland with the games last night and tonight here's Andrew Postacoglu he was asked any more signings um, yeah there's, there's a possibility there's still things working on the background and you know both in terms of outgoings and incoming so you know we may very well do nothing we may well very do a couple of things but um, you know there's, there's still like I said stuff going on in the background and um, you know 
I guess we'll all find out in the next sort of 48 hours. Mm, we'll tell you first here in Go Radio. Not giving too much away. That was from AP. What about GVB? Well, I, I'm, I'm relaxed. You know, it's still a couple of days. You know, you never know what, what's happening in those days, but uh, you have to be prepared. But, you know, I don't, uh, at the moment, I think this, this is a squad we're going to have. As I said, mentioned before, we created this squad to, uh, to be competitive and to, uh, to reach the Champions League as well. Which they did. No, I'm I'm quite relaxed now. So Barry, for Rangers, you think there could be two? Yeah, maybe? I, I think if something comes up mm. that Scone improve his squad, I'm sure he would. He want to do it. I don't think he'll go and waste money for the sake of wasting it or spending it. Um, I don't think Gio's that that type of type of manager. But if a player does become available, he thinks going to strengthen his team and I'm talking about starting 11 I don't think he'll bring somebody in just for a number so Ross Barkley wouldn't we wouldn't need him would he he's a hugely talented yeah. player could ask for either Celtic or Rangers but midfield is they're both blessed with strong options yeah they're strong but Ross Barkley he's, he's a brilliant age as well I know he's the last 18 months 24 months he's not played a lot of football yeah. but he's 28 I mean 3-4 years ago everybody was talking Oof. all sorts yeah. about him mm-hmm. got his big move um, to Chelsea is it a player that would interest I'm sure it would interest both Rangers mm. and Celtic but he played I a long way lunch through him yep. at Everton they played together that's right as youngsters um, I through. watched him quite a bit um, when the youngsters at Everton because I told you I tried to get lunch through mm. him um, before and before he went to Oxford and as you say they've played together Bartley's a very very good player we mm. don't know where he's been in his head yeah. or with the Chelsea it's completely different you know, and we don't see the training and whatever, but he's a talented, talented boy who can score goals. The news, yep, Barry. The beauty of that yep. as well, he's been paid off, so he Absolutely. could sign next week. Exactly, if yeah. they don't get a player that mm. they wanted, he's still available, but he's in the driving seat. And you know what? Both sides have got Champions League football to offer, and that could be massive for him. News is next, and then we're back after that. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Rangers and Scotland legend. Peter Grant, Celtic and Scotland legend. And if I was filling for time, I would mention their other clubs. But we've got a couple of fans joining us as well. The Rangers fan just coming into the studio now. He'll be with us in a second or two. And in there, right next to Barry, is Connor. A Celtic fan, Connor. Good evening. Good evening, guys. And towards the microphone would be great. Uh, we're straight in. We don't hang about here. It's as quick as a, a Robbie your sco- uh, goal. Uh, just shaking hands there with Barry Ferguson, yeah, hands Connor, hands Connor meeting <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Jason, meet Peter I've and Paul. Good to see you. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, good, pleasure. Yeah, good. yeah, Connor, you were first in the sat nav. Always takes everyone the wrong way. Honestly, it's <laughs> happened to so many people uh, over the past couple of years. Connor, you're the home team. How are you feeling for this? Saturday. Really excited. Um, I've got a feeling Celtic. I've got the upper hand being at home, but anything can happen. It's no firm game. We've seen it before. Teams have went in with all the advantage and going another way. So 
I've got my favourite of Celtic winning, but again, it could go Rangers way or it could go a draw. Great thing about it, Jason. The guy said that we talked off air about Barry remembers the 6 2, doesn't want to remember it. Peter well, why, why do you keep bringing it up? <laughs> Peter doesn't want to remember the 5 1. But Jason, you just don't know what's going to happen. What do you feel for the weekend? Listen, I agree. You know what I mean? Celtic are obviously in form at the minute. Uh, Rangers had a wee hiccup at Hibs. Um, but I've still got confidence in the team that if we go out and, and the players play to their maximum ability, which I know that they can, uh, then I'm confident Rangers can get a result. But I think that. On the day, it just really depends on who who starts the game the best, who coaches with the intensity. And I think um, from a Rangers point of view, there's a lot of new signings that have came in. So um, the atmosphere will be will be a tasty one for sure. So they need to handle that. That's something that they need to be right up for. But looking, right looking forward to the game. And I think it's going to be a, a good spectacle for, for both sides. Will you be at the game, Connor? You got uh, Robbo? Yeah. I'm not. I'm actually right. DJing at a christening. Oh, right. You're G- <laughs> DJing at a christening. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm missing it, but my partner and our brother are going. All right. Okay. And Jason, we talked about it in the first hour. There's so few. What, 900 tickets for Rangers yeah. fans? Um, how do you feel about that? The fact that the Rangers fans are not there in big numbers, nor are the Celtic fans at Ibrox? Well, because I've not got a ticket, I'm a bit bitter, but I've had a ticket when they really care. <laughs> yeah. um, but listen, like you said, I mean, Maybe not going back to the full capacity, but I think if you get three and a half, four thousand like you do at the European ties, I think that's a, an amicable amount of fans for, for both sets. Um Borussia Dortmund brought three and a half thousand tie blocks, mm-hmm. created a great atmosphere. Um so I don't see any reason why we can't we can't go back to that. Connor, what do you think of that three and a half, four thousand? I'll take that over anything because again I remember the games going to them where it was the full stand and Rangers having half the family stand plus a corner. So I would like to see the full 9,000 return, but if not, I'd take the 3,500. Barry? They've got to return to what it was before. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It'd be interesting to, to see the views of the current players, but me as an ex-player, granted the same. I loved it back then. The, the, that's the way it should be. And what's now four or five years this has mm-hmm. been going on? Yep. They need to sort it out because um, I think it's missing something, um, the old firm games. It sure is. Rangers were in action last night in the, the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup. And I want you guys to ask Peter, Barry, whatever you want. Let's hear just briefly from the managers. Here's GVB speaking about a couple of the players last night who played well. Um, this was him speaking this afternoon. Of course, it's, it's good to see uh, Ritvan play. And, you know, he will only get stronger in the next coming games. Scotty, I know what he can bring. You know, it's not like this is the first game he played. And that's for all the players who started today. It's not only about this game, it's about giving them minutes. But I'm really well aware of all the, the strengths of, of, of my players. Today was more giving them the minutes to play of course you know you want to use as, as many players you want in the game you look at the, the opponent you look like uh, the, the setup you can have on on the pitch and that's why you saw the lineup you saw today so it was good to give all the players so many minutes Connor good to see the changes last night but both of them neither of them might start Yomaz nor Arfield um, how would you like to see your team line up against Celtic I don't think Yomaz will start personally um, I was at his first game at Ibrox against St Johnston, I think it was. He was a bit shaky. It was his first game yeah. under a, a, you know, a, a full crowd at Ibrox, which is understandable. I think he's going to need time personally to, to break himself into the squad. It won't be an easy one for him because just as fate has it, Barisic has started coming back onto a bit of a game recently when he took a dip in form, as he does. Um, I think Barisic will start left back for, my, for, for me. Um, is he back? Do you think now he's back? I would say Confidence. so. I would say yeah. so. I mean, what I will say, going into this game, uh, Barry touched on the last game at Celtic Park where the atmosphere totally took over a lot of the mm. Rangers players in the 3-0 midweek game. Barisic, for me, it took me a while to forgive him for that because he was one of the players, in my opinion, he did go hiding a little bit. That atmosphere did get a bit much for him. 
Um, however, I think he'll probably want to make, from a personal point of view, his side, I'm sure he'll want to make amends for that. So I would expect Barisic to get, keep his place on Saturday. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu then. We heard earlier about any more signings. I mean, the player, he's the top scorer in the country just now. Uh, Hat-trick at the weekend, we're talking about Kyogo. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's been great all along and, um, you know, he's he's such an important part of what we do. But, you know, he understands. It's not just, you know, his goals. I mean, you know, the way he harassed the opponents. I mean, he was the one that sort of instigated a couple of the counter-attacks that we scored from. So, um, you know, it's not just his goals. It's his overall work rate and... <coughs> You know, to be fair, all our strikers work awfully hard, and but they also get the rewards. Connor, he's looking for 30 goals this season. Do you think he'll get them, Kyogo? It's possible, yeah. We've seen it done with other players. I think if he keeps up the form and not get injured, yes, it can be done. But we've also got a long time to go till the season ends to predict 30 goals. We've seen what happened last year. He picked up a bad injury, mm. took him out for a while, Lost he lost his touch towards the end of the season. So yeah, I think he could do it, but as long as he didn't get injured. Who would you want to see this weekend up front for Celtic supporting? I assume it's Kyogo starting. Who would you have uh, alongside him? Is it Maeda? Nah, it's got to be Yota and Abada. Abada. It's got to be the three. You trust the three when they play. You see how the three of them play off each other. You've seen that at Dundee United. The three of them played amazing. Like three amigos, Peter? Yeah, listen, Mieda has been outstanding and as I say, the manager's a big supporter of him but I can understand why. He's probably not got the goal-scoring uh, capabilities of the other boys, Abada included, but his work ethic. And Barry says it's about the intensity of the Celtic Rangers game is so, so important and it may be one of these ones that the manager uses Mieda um, to start with and bring Abada on for that particular reason. But the other one, Abada's got more of a finish in him, there's no doubt in my mind of that. But the difference, I like Abada playing for us because when he plays, he plays on the right-hand side and Jota plays on the left and I prefer Jota on the left because I think he creates more opportunities and I think he can score more goals as well. But who am I to tell Ange what his job should be because he's proven right nine times out of ten. Pete, um, yeah, they, they can play Jota on the right of the one. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> he was different class. Well, they were, they were the attacking I think attacking I look back force. at the, yeah. the previous Old Firm game at Celtic Park, Abada, um, destroyed Barisic and, and Jason made a good point it'll be interesting to see how Barisic handles it yep. he will be the left back I've no doubt about it I agree with him on Yilmaz I think you've got to give him three or four months um, to get used to Rangers what it's all about um, so yeah Barisic had a tough time the last time against Abada but that's the strength in, in both of the squads they, they, they've got a lot of options both Rangers and Rangers and Celtic but I think he will go with Abad and, and Jot on the left and Kyogo through the middle. The, the energy levels that he brings, I think Granty mentioned it um, at the start of the show. Kyogo, he, he never stops running. Yeah. Brilliant team player. Brilliant team player. He's very difficult to mark, Baz, because he plays that yard to offside and he's quick enough to come back on yeah. mm -hmm. and get back into position. But it drags defenders back. And if I had a worry for Rangers and the respect of that would be concerned for me because the defenders the young boy Sands been in there the experience you know playing against someone like you're always a bit concerned but if you're not the quickest you're wanting to get back in there and that could open the gaps with stretching Rangers you know back line to the, the, to the front and then that's the areas where Celtic play in front of that and with Kyogo playing he does that he asks that question off you be playing with that slightly offside and it gives Rangers a problem probably through inexperience where last year you know you could have the the the, what do you call the boy went to Ajax, Ajax there Bassi Bassi was quite strong he could recover I'm not so sure Sands is like that so he can't afford to do that uh, I think he's got to make that distance a little bit dif yeah. uh, different I, I think you'll see Rangers play 
a type of European away performance in terms of being compact and solid and trying to hit Celtic on the counter-attack because Celtic leave herself wide open at the back. So I think that might be the plan for Gio to go with. And Celtic have not been tested so far. I mean, they haven't compared to Rangers no, playing they're, they're, in Europe. No, it'll be a different yeah. test because, listen, Rangers' yeah. confidence, Jason mentioned it, the only blip has been at Easter Road against Hibs, a couple of men sent off, doesn't help. Mm. Um, but I, I think it'll be f- Celtic's first real test. Uh, and the pace that Rangers can break in the counter-attack could cause Celtic um, problems. Although Jason at the back, you'd have hoped to see more of Ben Davies by now and John Souter. Listen, it's unfortunate. It's the way that football goes. You know, you think you're bringing in two quality signings and the next thing a training session comes up and, and both of them are, are injured. Um, I'm not too sure what the suitor situation is at the minute. I know he unfortunately had a bit of a personal issue yeah. with his brother, which was you know, sad to hear. But um, Sands just came in. I was a bit sceptical at the start. Um, I fought against PSV away at home. He was, um, uh, you know, he was brilliant. He, um, Handled the occasion very well, a tough ground to go to, a crowd that were right up for it. And I, I think, honestly, after that game, PSV were, were pretty stunned. I think all their supporters and the, the backroom staff and the management were ex- fully expecting them to go through that night. Uh, and I thought Sands was man of the match. So if he can keep that up, keep that performance level up, then, you know, good luck to him on Saturday because I'm sure he'll do well. If Rangers lost on Saturday, be a five point gap already. How uh, worried would you be or GVB would worry under pressure this early in the season? Don't get me wrong, there would be pressure for sure. Uh, it's still early though, um, uh, don't get me wrong. Um, against Hibs, you know, uh, Barry or Peter will know better than myself being ex-football players, I certainly have not got the, that credibility, but um, I always feel like the team that hiccups first in the league, mentality-wise, is there a mentality switch there, would you say, guys, if, if the, the first old firm team to slip up? Yeah, it's always important to win the, the first old firm game. No doubt it gives you that extra shooty confidence. Um, but it's very early you're, you're talking start of September yeah. um, but I think Rangers will go with the mindset as look you don't want to go five points behind this early in the season um, and Rangers have got to draw confidence from that, their away uh, performance certainly PSV I thought they were excellent I thought they controlled parts of the game and I agree with, with Jason Sands who's come in for a bit of criticism he was a standout player for me against PSV Connor, same question, but the other way around for you. If Rangers beat you and go top, how would you feel psychologically? Because you've been at the top, you're the champions. It's very, very early, but it is a huge game, isn't it? That that five point difference. Well, there could be four points if they if they go ahead of you. If they win, how I, how difficult would that be for you? I wouldn't say it'd be difficult because the fact is, last season Rangers won the first goal for my Ibrox. We went on and Celtic ended up winning the league. It was a close one last year. Mm. So we're too early in the year or too early in the season, sorry, to call it. It's one of the things that no matter what happens on Saturday will not define the league. Not at all. Seems a long time ago, doesn't it? Edward playing at that point just before he went to Crystal Palace. Peter, what about this weekend then? Celtic after scoring nine. And I know it's a different game last weekend. Rangers scored four. But I know you're going to say, look, get into the old firm game, anything could happen, but Celtic. No, but one thing chance. I would say and I've said all season, I think they give up a lot of chances you know and the games even have won apart from Dun United at the weekend they give up chances in other games because they've been there and that's my concern getting into the big games when you're playing against the better sides that they take the opportunity you know I still fancy Celtic at home I always do you know in the respect of that but it'll be a very very tight game two teams are doing really well they're comfortable in their own skin at this moment in time I've been really impressed with Sands I think he uses the ball very well for the back 
you know, I think it was a big thing for Rangers last week. De Jong went off because he has power. You could see that in the first half, and even off injured at half time. I think that helped mm. Rangers. But I thought the young boy Sands handled it exceptionally well and used the ball for the back very, very well. I'm just talking about the pace that they have. You're always concerned. I don't care when you're playing against pace, it always drags defenders back that half a yard. And I think Celtic then have the midfield players to exploit that. You know, I think they have got that. But I know it'll be a very close game. I'll not make one jot of a difference who's going to win the league. There is no doubt. Celtic go five because you know the mentality of the Celtic team at this moment in time, as the manager says, the next game is the most important. And that's all the rhetoric you'll hear all the way through. Out the four games, the four league games, for sure, that is going to be the difference. You know, once you've won, there is no doubt because I think the, the teams are far too strong for all the chasing packs. There's not many points going to be dropped elsewhere. That's why the Hibs game became important yeah. for Celtic, believe it or not, even though it's Rangers that's dropping the points, but it became important for Celtic because it's who's going to take the points away from the Celtic Rangers games that they're going to drop them. And the Champions League's going to have a big part to play in it. Yeah. Who plays first? Who plays on the Tuesday night? Who plays on the Wednesday? So all these things come into play. You've got the strange league as we spoke about with the World Cup coming in and the break in the league. So there's all these things to play in. So it's a long, long way, but it's fantastic to put the shot across the bows as early as you possibly can. And whoever does that on Saturday comes out with the victory on Saturday. That always gives them that wee bit of an edge. There's absolutely no doubt of that. A couple of quick, quick questions for you. Connor, who's your all-time favourite Celtic player that you saw? That I saw would be Samaras. Yeah. Yep. Samaras. Uh, ooh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A great tells striker, tells wasn't he? Age, great it? striker. Yeah. Your mid twenties. <laughs> Jason, for you, your all-time favourite Rangers player. I'm not trying to blow smoke off his backside because he's sat next to me, but Barry <laughs> Ferguson for sure. Aye. And why? He knows his football. Yeah, Jason. I know. It's, that's brilliant. <laughs> Tell us about Barry. Oh, I, yeah. I grew up in the era of uh, Dick Advocate, etc. Watching, yeah. you know, fantastic, successful Rangers sides. Um, going home and away with my dad. Um, the game at um, Hamden, the three-two uh, cut victory with Loving Cran scored, and Barry got the, the free kick. That's one that always stands out. And uh, aye, it was just that it was a good year to be a Rangers supporter at that time. Did you manage to go abroad to any of the games? Uh, no, I, to be honest, I never, I never back then. I have, I've been uh, quite a few times over the last couple of years, but not, yeah. not, not back then. Barry, so many people because we don't ask you in advance, and people come on and say, "Who's your all-time favourite?" player and they say you Barry Ferguson born in Bells Hill same as Peter Grant the two of them you're born in Bells Hill as well we were talking about that earlier I bumped into somebody in the street this morning when I was asking for directions English accent I said where are you from she said actually in Bells Hill I said everyone in the west from Bells Hill um, so all time favourite going back the way who have you heard of Connor that you would say a Celtic that you'd love to have seen in the flesh Jimmy Johnson I knew you'd say that yeah I thought you would okay yeah. Uh, for myself, it'd be my dad's hero, David Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. David Cooper. Well, two amazing what players, but they're two player. wingers, aren't they? Yeah. What well, Davy, um, well, we saw him so much, and you know, lucky enough well, to have him many times. Of course, you did. Wonderful, Peter. wonderful player. You know. Tell people about that. Maybe didn't imagine. See him. Imagine yeah. David Cooper had pace. Uh, but he didn't need pace. That's what exactly what I'm saying. But he didn't need it because he just didn't need it. He had such a wonderful left foot. But not only that, he had a great football intelligence. You know. And as I say, not just with Rangers, he proved it with Motherwell how good a player yeah. was. Good yeah. players need good players, they say. But he didn't. He could just do it all himself anyway, you know. He was a wonderful, wonderful player, there's no doubt of that. And 
as I say, he scored in the League Cup final against us, I think. Hamilton um, boy. And, uh, Indeed, right. Probably born in Bells Hill as well. Yeah. He's Hillhouse Hamilton, wasn't he? Yeah, but he scored the wonderful goal, didn't he? People, was it the Driver Cup? Uh, was it yeah, the driver I did, cup? didn't he? The keepy up, like, flicked over. Right, that's right. So, no, he was a really talented player, there's no Wonderful. doubt that. But Jimmy Johnson, wow. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> what about we, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was a fantastic man, never mean anything else, but what a wonderful player. It's even great looking back. And I can remember one of my first games, well, first European games, we to go Madrid. Remember the big Barney? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, down at, at Celtic Park with Jock Steen, God rest him, the great Jock Steen, and yep. that, all fighting at the side of the pitch. Jimmy getting kicked up and down the pitch. They were a disgrace that night. They were a disgrace, but, it was un- but the one yeah. thing that showed you that night, the talent he had, and he was getting booted up and, say, and he kept going back for more. Mm-hmm. Give me the ball, give me the ball, you know, and kept going back. And it's something that always sticks in my mind as a very, very young man watching that particular game, you know, and you're talking about, and it's interesting we're talking about wingers, which really people don't talk about much nowadays because mm. there's everything else now apart from yep. when you're <laughs> there's nobody like them there were a few with boots flying about on Saturday there were <laughs> absolutely and, and See, Jimmy Johnson the connection with Real Madrid Jason was talking yeah. about the late 90s early 2000s and obviously we come up against that's one thing that always yep. stood out when I played against Celtic Henrik Larson mm-hmm. the big Oz Craig Moore would honestly give him a right few mm. never moaned no. jump back up and that, that's something that used to frustrate us. We'd be like, we're trying to get him wound up, but you could not Absolutely. wind up Henrik Larson. For sure. No. Will you stay with us after the break? Yeah. <laughs> You'll stay with us? Yeah, <laughs> let's, go, welcome. let's do the poll. Let's just check. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that about we Jimmy as well, because Real Madrid, he was asked for the Di Stefano uh, testimonial. I think he and, was and the first man that yeah. got a standing evasion. And the next one was Ronaldinho, if you remember, a few years back. Yeah. When they beat them 5-0, I think, the Bernabeu Ronaldinho got us. He was the first no, man no. since Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. to get a standing evasion. Amazing. And David Cooper, taken far too soon. I mean, it was Absolutely. still in his 30s. It was yeah. such... You'll remember that, yeah, that I, day, I, of course. past his statue. Yeah. I, of course. Pretty often down the Palace grounds at, at Hamilton. Yeah, always get a wee touch. Cause, people um, thought it was a bit of fun, didn't they? Because he was taking a free kick. Yeah, and, was, and they just yeah. think it's a bit of fun, he, you know? He just and, went down. Yeah. With Charlie, actually. Yep, yeah, that's right. I know. At that that's particular right. time. The Go Radio Football Show. Jason is here. So too is Connor, along with Barry and Peter. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. It's all kicking off in here tonight, I can tell you, because <laughs> uh, we've got Jason and Connor, Rangers and Celtic fan. We've got Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Peter Grant. And thanks to everyone who's uh, they're enjoying the chat. Can you believe, in fact, Barry and Peter have just left the studio. <laughs> Jason, you were saying, what's there, is there some food coming in at tea time? Yeah. Get the buffet on, it's also rolls out. <laughs> uh, were you at Seville just a few months ago with I Rangers? I was indeed, yeah. yeah. It was the highest of highs and then, unfortunately, the lowest of lows. It was a, you know, a complete, um, you know, different end of the spectrum when you were going to the ground and soaking up the atmosphere to then getting beat the way that we did you know it was it was um, a, a great experience nonetheless but unfortunate to be the way that the, way that the game went But what about the result last week though at PSV because you must have thought the first leg maybe it's not going to happen Champions League how did you feel? I'll be honest I should, maybe shouldn't be saying this live on air I'd never had much confidence going, in, going away no. to, to, to the game I never wasn't there personally but um, I thought that PSV spent quite, quite big in the summer I believe They've got a lot of you know household names in their team, mm. um, and I thought that it would be too much for us. But listen, when 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 the chips are down and against Rangers and um, you know they're underdogs, that's when we seem to shine the most. Um, so hopefully the same on Saturday coming. And what do you think of the squad then for the the games coming up? Ajax, of course. You've you lost Calvin Bassey. Who was well, how good was he for you last season? 
Brilliance. We were just talking about James Sands there. Bit of a wild card. I never expected much to come out of Bassey, I'll be honest. He started growing as a as a player. Um obviously a unit of a guy, great engine in him, uh, technical ability, fantastic. Um and again he was a player that, that, that sort of shone on these European occasions. So um you know, over the moon he'll get a great reception at Ibrox, I'm sure, when he comes back off the Rangers, uh, Rangers faithful. And um I mouthwatering fixtures I would like Rangers to invest though. The money that we've got in, um, I heard Gio saying that you know he's quite happy with the squad. I am happy with the squad, but if we really want to go to these group stage games against the likes of Liverpool, Ajax, Napoli, European giants, I think we do need to invest some of the the, the money into back into the team. Where in the team would you like to see? I'd like to see a right winger come in. Mm-hmm. I think right right midfield for Rangers or right wing for Rangers is a, is a big point. Scott Wright, mixed opinions of Scott Wright to be honest with you, with amongst the Rangers support, but. I like him domestically. Whether or not he's a Champions League player, no disrespect to the guy, uh, is yet to be seen when he comes up against you know the elite of the elite. So we'll, we'll see how that fares. And you'll be going to some of the games. I mean, the Liverpool stands out a battle of Britain. That'll be good. That'll be good. Listen, I, I, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll go into limb and say this. I, I fancy Rangers against not any team, but most teams that I brought. Mm-hmm. So if the crowd are up for it, the players are up for it. I think the occasion can get to a lot of players, and you've seen it with Leipzig, Dortmund. They couldn't get going. The atmosphere is just too much for a lot of these players mm. that come and they've never experienced it. But they can't get into their rhythm. Rangers then get on top and, and pounce. And uh, uh, you know they're the occasions that we all want to see back in Scottish football. Connor, for you, for Celtic, they've been looking awesome. They were terrific last year under Ange Postecoglou. We were all in Eddie Howe watch. That seems, and it is a long time ago. What are you feeling about Champions League for Celtic? Honestly, I'm saying th- I think third place. Be honest. Yep. Um, really tough game, especially with Real Madrid. Don't see us taking points off them at home or away. Mm-hmm. Been just yeah. the way I, I am. Napoli, I think we can give a good game at home. Go away, get the draw. Maybe get a late winner again in Italy. Done it against Lazio. And then Shakhtar Donetsk, I think we can take six points easy. Wow. So. Yeah. Peter? Ah, well, listen. You know how difficult it is. Leipzig, obviously we've seen with Rangers last year, how difficult a game it was. Um, and you get into these games and listen, you need your big players playing well. You need your team playing well. That, that's the thing I would say more than anything else for the European fixtures, that you have to have your team playing very well. It doesn't come down, you can't carry one player against yeah. these top guys or you're going to struggle. And I think it'd be fantastic. It'd be magic if any of these boys could get near getting through and qualifying. It'd be magic and it'd be fantastic. But every game it comes to Glasgow, the opponent will find it very, very difficult. Barry, you were away for a few days, but I know you follow everything, but when you see the draw, Celtic-Real Madrid next week, and we've got some news about our programmes, Ajax against Rangers, then match day two, Rangers-Napoli, Shakhtar-Celtic, and then 4th of October, Liverpool-Rangers, Leipzig against Celtic. You're going to be live from Anfield that night uh, on the 4th of October. <laughs> and then the 11th, Celtic against Leipzig. I see they were in form last night. Rangers-Liverpool at Ibrox. Yeah, it's it's, it's mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. It's brilliant sitting there seeing the draw happen watching it and the teams that uh, come out it's, it's brilliant for our game up here and it's brilliant for the players they're, they're coming up against top teams top players top managers and that's what it's all about playing in the, the, the Champions League and and listen I agree with what the guys are saying always at home you're always in with a chance because these places create special atmospheres mm. and a lot of the players even if they're big names won't have experienced a lot like it, like Celtic Park and, and Ibrox. And it's great, Liverpool, Van Dyke coming, ex-Celtic. Andy Robertson's mm-hmm. always going on about his... Yeah. Uh, he likes um, Celtic. Ajax with Bassey, Napoli, as you say, are a, a fantastic mm-hmm. team as well. So it, it's brilliant. It's brilliant for the fans. 
brilliant for the players and brilliant for the club as well financially. Now, my only worry was if they couldn't get past PSV, there was going to be that financial gap again. Well, there's not that gap now. Um, and if Gio doesn't spend it now, I'm sure he'll be looking forward to, to January and uh, the following summer. Peter, for Euro Club, for Celtic, it used to be a fortress in Europe, wasn't it? You yeah, that? well, of course it was, you know. I mean, even in my time, we very rarely lost at home, you know, and it was always big performances because the support always gave you that, you know, and it is completely different now, you know, massive uh, expectation expected. The fans will be really looking to how the manager performs in the Champions League. I know it sounds crazy, you know, but is he going to change a tactic? Because, as I say, the Celtic play very, very advanced and their fullbacks are very advanced. Are they going to be able to do that against a Real Madrid and whatever? Because we know our backside felt a couple of times, obviously, with the Barcelonas and whatever, and that's always a problem. So we've got to be careful on that. And I know the manager says he won't change it, but you've got to make sure that you don't give the ball away. And if you do give the ball away, <laughs> there's a possibility you're going to be punished. And I'm looking forward for by watching Celtic. I'm the likes of Modric, Benzema. Modric is, for me, he was a player of the tournament last year. I thought in every yeah, big game where Madrid were behind, he just dragged them up with the bootlaces. And uh, he was unbelievable. I could watch him 24-7. Absolutely. Oh, what a baller he is. Yeah. He, he's the best. He is the best at this moment. Though. Absolutely. 100%. midfielder even at his age his energy level is incredible it just tells you what he's a proper athlete he looks after himself and he's still playing um, at the European Champions Real Madrid there is so much in the gorgeous now special time isn't it to be involved in any way in Scottish football Connor you've got the Celtic team there haven't you yep. for tonight so we mentioned the changes beforehand so do you want to give us the team so starting off Seacrest and Goals yep. then Ralston Wells Jens and Bernabe in defence Cal McGregor, Murray, Turnbull, Abada, Maeda, and Jack Marcus. On the bench is Bain, Starfelt, Kyogo. I've been trying to There we go. <laughs> McCarthy, Yota, Hitate, Forrest, and Juranovic. Right. So, Peter, first of all, then, what do you think of the Celtic lineup? Much as we said, it's a very yep. strong lineup. You know, you look at the bench as well. McCarthy's come back onto the, the bench, obviously. There's not many guys there. You're seeing, you're looking there, and you're looking through it, and you're thinking, whoa, there's. Where's the boys that's going to O'Reilly? He doesn't seem to be stripped. He probably seems to be the only one. He seems to be the only one that's out at this moment in time, you know what I mean? So that's that's the one we look at and we think he's the one maybe they're keeping for the weekend, you know, because there's not many can replace him at this moment in time. You know, it's one player that's still in the Celtic 11. Callum McGregor. Yep. I, I don't think they could leave him out. Why? I don't think they'd be the same team. Why? He's just so important. He, he, he holds it... Together, a, a bit different way to Avenir being a right back. You know what I mean? I think somebody centrally needs to be the leader. Um, and that's why you can't... You can't I, I agree with Barry. Barry was similar to that way because everyone went through him. Even when I was at Birmingham, yeah. he, you know, but everyone went through him. Sometimes you'd say to him, get out of the road because we want to go forward. Probably won the cup because we didn't want to give him the ball because everybody knew that's the man we kept looking for. But he's 100% right. Callum starts everything. Jason, what do you think tonight then? Celtic up at Ross County? Um I would imagine a Celtic win to be honest with you I can't see anything other than that um, and would I, you like the draws afterwards <laughs> do you hope they come out against each other later in the tournament or it's always good you know getting get an old firm you know in a quarter final semi final final is you know a mouth watering uh, aspect for, for both sets of fans so ideally yes but um, if it comes out beforehand it comes out comes out beforehand Connor what's going to happen tonight at Dingwall 
hate being optimistic, but 4 0 Celtic. <laughs> Only 4 0 <four, laughs> Celtic. You hate being optimistic. optimistic. Four, for a while, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to be tough. And Malcolm McKay, he'll be raging after the weekend to lose four Ibrox. And, you know, everyone said uh, Sands should have gone off. Look, it's not to say what would have happened, but um, that was a tough one for them. And Gikamakis tonight, you're looking forward to seeing him on from the start. Yeah, I love seeing yeah. the big man play. Just, he's non stop. Anytime I watched him in Kelly when I was away on holiday, mm. he was non stop when he came on as well. So, I'd nice to see him get the minutes and hopefully it means on Saturday Saturday mm-hmm. um, he's fit and ready to go yeah, see, you, you must have fancied these, all these Greek guys you know what I mean because of course Sam and Ash now he's talking about Jack and Marcus yeah, he's the Greek know. beard as That's well exactly. <laughs> <laughs> don't be starting smashing plates in <laughs> <on> here <laughs> what about Jens at the back and he scored a couple of goals he's back in uh, tonight for you would it be him or Starfelt that you would have Jens 110% would be Jens and Carter Vickers on Saturday why I just feel like the two of them mix better. They play off each other better. I feel uh, Starfelt, great defender last season, but it took him a while to find his feet, where Jens have came in straight off the bat and he's found his feet at Celtic and scoring for fun when he's on. Jason, have you seen enough of them yet to say whether you'd rather see, from a Rangers point of view, Jens or Starfelt then? Be quite honest, the only time I see Celtic plays when they play Rangers, that's yeah. the truth, so I, I couldn't really comment sure. too much on... <laughs> Honestly, Peter. I like honesty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Peter, for you, yet would you say who would be your? Well, for the I, I think Starfelt's done exceptionally well. He's missed a few games, obviously through injury. It's interesting that he played him on Saturday, started him on Saturday, then he's left him on the bench tonight. Where Morris has played all the games prior to that, and playing tonight, you know, apart from Saturday. I think he'll go with Moritz for some reason. I've got a funny feeling he'll go with Moritz, yeah. yeah, because I think he uses the ball with his left foot better. I think Starfelt's been really aggressive since he's come back. He's got a couple of goals. And the only thing he can swing for the manager, manager's played, he's played on the occasion, you know, before. And I think the manager's very much like that. Guys that's played the occasion before and known they're up to speed. That's the only thing I see Starfelt starting before because he's not at the amount of games that the manager usually likes to bend the players' legs, you know, prior to this match. And the fact that Moritz is playing tonight again and only missed, as I say, Saturday. So that tells me maybe we're looking to play him. Going to ask you for your predictions for the weekend. Before that, what a game tonight at the Emirates, Aston Villa are the visitors. I see Kieran Tierney is in again. You must have uh, loved watching him, Connor, when he was at Celtic. Oh, Kieran was some player for us at Celtic, and it's nice to see another young player come through and take Kieran's boots. Pretty much, Greg Taylor has been amazing this season, and even last season. But yeah, Tierney was a great player to watch at Celtic, and it was sad to see him go. The day before my birthday, I would remember it. I was <laughs> devastated. Then we go out with the boys. Really? And you got married this summer, didn't you? When was it? The fifteenth of July. Oh, fifteenth, right? Oh, yeah. In July. Just, that's all right. <laughs> Jason, for you, what's your memory of Stephen Gerrard? What would you say about him? I know he's under a bit of pressure, but what do you feel about Stephen? <laughs> Mixed opinions from the Rangers support on Stephen Gerrard. I think that um, from the his personal point of view, family is obviously a big part of his life, and. You know, you can't grudge him for wanting to go back and spend more time with his kids and his wife, you know. So from that point of view, I get it. If I'm honest, I could be wrong when I say this. He might be looking back. I know that Sunis has came out and openly said when he left Rangers that he looked back in years to come and say that he regretted that. Whether or not Gerrard's sitting looking at us now playing Champions League football against the elite, his old club Liverpool, and then now he's at Aston Villa and things aren't, aren't going too well. He might have a bit of, you know, a bit of bad memories looking back whether that was the right decision or not but listen I wish him well I'm not, I am not. Know, I don't wish the, the guy any bad luck at Aston Villa hopefully mm-hmm. he does pull it back but it's not going uh, not going too great for him at the minute Barry it's your old teammate of course is uh, top of the table um, Arteta in, in, up against in, in Stephen. terms of Stephen Gerrard you can't forget what he'd done up at Rangers mm-hmm. he came in when the, the, the team were struggling 
uh, and he rebuilt it. Yep, disappointed to see him go. I think Jason's right. I think he maybe looked back and think to himself, should have maybe stayed and, and went for that Champions League. But we all know, me and Peter know, the, the finances down there is just, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's crazy. But I've only got good things to to say about him for what he'd done at the club. Um, disappointed to see him go, but listen, we've got a new manager in and I've got to be honest, Gilles took over the reins, he's proved it in Europe. Disappointing losing the league last year, but he got the Scottish Cup, he's got us in the Champions League, got uh, the club a lot of money and now his focus will be making sure they, they do their self proud in the Champions League, but try and regain the, the league title. And Jason, are you feeling the love now for GVB, given what he's done, took you to Seville and now... Yeah, into Champions League for sure. Um, I like Gerard because he had that that passion about. Gio has got that as well, but Gerard showed it a bit more when he would go up to the cameras and go up to the away end after a game and and fist pump and give the badge a, a pump. And you never really seen that too much from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst at the start. Um, you now see it coming out of him a little bit. I mean, especially after we beat RB Leipzig at home, um, you could see what that meant to him. Um, so. Gutted to see Gerard go at the time, but to be honest with you, in my opinion, it's turned out to be a bit of a, a blessing in disguise because Gio's came in and, and, and done a, f- a fantastic job. So, hope you enjoy the game on Saturday. You'll be watching on Sky and hopefully listening here to Go Radio because Barry Ferguson will be there, I'll be here, and John Hartson will be in. Peter, you're at the match at the weekend. So, John Hartson will be here. Connor, before I ask you your scoreline, what about Ange Postacoglu and your team and what it meant to you winning it a few months ago? The oh, title. Ange coming in was... It was, again, people say that in sports sound and everything that it was yeah. a name nobody knew. Celtic fans were like, even confused. Is that, that still was... on? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a bad name. <laughs> um, and now we're, we're praising him. He's done amazing. Um, brought in some great signings, signings that we wouldn't have ever thought of in the Scottish League. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he's still the manager and he's taking us on to this season. What kind of stuff do you play when you're DJing? Um... <laughs> Mix of anything depends on the, 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 where I'm doing it, what bar I'm doing it in, or what function yep. it is. But you're available. Yep. Hey, Connor. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask the guys later because they're on Friday as well. What's your scoreline, home team, Connor? What do you think? I'm going to say 3 1 Celtic. Right, your scorers. And how's it going to go, do you think? Is it? Um, I see it being one each at half time. Right. Kyogo scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know if Cholak's going to play yeah. or it'll be Morelos. It'll be, I can, if it's going to be Cholak, I can see it being one each at half time. Okay. And then Yota and O'Reilly. You're a Yota man and O'Reilly. Okay, but we haven't even mentioned him. What a player. Jason, what about you? Um, 2-1 Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, goal scorers, Kent and Cholak. Um, 2-0 at half-time and Celtic to get, to, to get a goal later on in the game. Listen, thanks a lot for coming in. That's great. Yeah, done if well you need any guys. staff um, free charge on Saturday, I'm available. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And here in the big screen, that was terrific. Like, thanks Fantastic. very much. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll speak to you uh, hopefully later in the season. Quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Wednesday edition of the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Peter Grant, Barry Ferguson, and thanks to Connor and Jason. Talked a lot of good sense, didn't yeah, they? they? Yeah, they've done really well. They spoke sense. Listen, they're, they're obviously Celtic and Rangers daft, yeah. but um, good opinions. And as I said, um, fair play to them for coming into the studio. I think Great. it's the most important thing. Supporters, yeah. mm-hmm. players. I mean, we used to talk about it years ago. That's what it was. You had that connection all the time. It's a wee bit different now. And I understand things have moved on. 
as we said, we talked about parking the bus and walking up by through all the supporters and all that. We know these things and supporters' functions and whatever. And times have moved on, maybe to the detriment. But it's great to have supporters in and listen, they love their clubs and we never expected anything else in the Celtic man to pick. Celtic to win, the Rangers yeah. man to pick, Rangers to win. <laughs> Just exactly what we just two are going to Indeed, do Indeed, I don't even know if I'll ask you. <laughs> but you're on again on Friday night, so we will talk about that. We'll talk about Ross County um, against Celtic tonight. We gave you the Celtic team a few minutes ago. So Segrist, his first game. Anthony Rawson, we all know what he did there earlier last season. Uh, Welsh, Jens and Barnaby. McGregor, the captain. Aaron Moy. Turnbull, Abada, Maeda and Jikamakis. Scott Bain making his first appearance uh, you know, on the bench, I think, for some time. Starfelt, Kyogo, Haksabanovic, McCarthy, Jota, Hatati, Forrest and Juranovic. And Barry, even on the bench there, it's really strong, isn't it? And, and, yeah, you know, but you look at this, the starting 11, Paul, as well, it's still a strong 11. Yeah. And a lot of um, games under their belt, mm. like you talk young, younger players, Ralston and Welsh, but they've played a lot of football mm. over the last 12 or so month. And you look at the midfield, the three in the midfield um, have played in, in big games and there's a lot of quality, McGregor and Moy and, and, and Turnbull. And there's pace and strength up top, so... It's a strong Celtic team and I fully expect Celtic to go up to, to Dingwall and, and get the result and get into the next round. I agree, but I also look at it and I think to myself, this is probably where I see the difference between both Celtic Rangers. I don't think Rangers is strong with all the players together. If you put two sets of sides together, forget last night, but if you look at Rangers' as bench, up to a certain number, yes, they're strong. I look at Celtic and I think to myself, like McCarthy and I don't even get stripped. Matt Riley's not even in the squad tonight. So things like that. And I just think if Celtic can keep their players strong, uh, or fit, I should say, that's where I see the difference. Because they are the fine lines. You know, if you can keep your players fit and you have that quality to replace them. That's, that's the problem. Granted, makes a good point. Rangers have got a few injuries. Davies, yep. Suter, um, you've got Hadji, who's, who's out a lot mm -hmm. of people. Massive players. Are forgetting about them, um, so that that's the reason why I do think that that Joe would want to maybe bring in a couple of bodies. But as I said, I, I think the only reason they'll bring in a couple of bodies if they do make the squad stronger, mm. not just not just a numbers game um, with, with Joe. What's the chairman thinking? Do you think over the next thirty six hours or so? I think so? if a player becomes yeah. available, as mm. I said, that they think can strengthen Rangers as a team. I think they'll give them the the, the support to go and get that. But whether the players is available. There's not a lot left in the, the windows, only a couple of days, which is no ideal. But I, I'm sure before, Gio would have done his homework, knowing that if they did get past PSV, they were going to have a, a bit of funds to go and do a bit of business. So I do fully expect there to be a bit of business at Ibrox over the, the coming days. So, what about Morelos? There's been progress this week. Let's hear from the manager. Uh, I had a good good chat with him on, on Sunday. He had a good week to train, but also think about his future. And, of course, I had a good 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 talk with him. So, as I said before, he's still a Rangers player. I think it's going to be uh, important for us in the next next months and this seasons. I saw a change in his, uh, his attitude, the way he worked. You know, you have to keep continuing uh, working like this for... For the next coming months, to uh, you know, to to be the player he uh, he he can be, and a player who can uh, give us give us a lot. Barry, will he be on the bus to Celtic on Saturday? Yeah, I think he'll be involved, but it's clear yeah. if his attitude doesn't yeah. change, he ain't going to be involved. That's clear. Gio's sat him down. It's clear as day. Gio's interview there. 
Now, I did see pictures that he was um, not just in the training ground, he was at his own gym doing doing extra sessions. Well, that should have been done a month, six weeks ago when he was available to, to go and play um, and fit enough to be involved with the, the, the first team. But Gio sh- showed a bit of strength and character and says he's not dealing with people like this. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the right attitude and if you've got the right attitude, you'll be involved. If you ain't, you're not going to be involved in simple as that. And I hear you too. And your greatest days were playing football. He's 25 now, Peter, isn't he? He's not a kid anymore. He's, an, he's a wonderful talent. Um, he's still got an opportunity. Do you think he'll be stripped maybe on the bench on Saturday? Mm, I don't think so. No. Uh, I, I, listen, I think it's impossible to be unfit. Apart from an injury. Mm. You know, but even when you're injured, you work even harder, as Barry will tell you. We've all had injuries in our game, and it's the hardest time you work. Mm. But it's impossible to be unfit now as a professional footballer. I personally believe because the intensity of the games, the amount of games you've got to play, you're nearly enough training every single day. The days you're having four days off is long gone, you know, and sitting in the pub and us playing pool. Absolutely. They're long gone because you're training. You hear Gio talking there, we spoke on Sunday. Well, Sunday, if I imagine, told us to come in on a Sunday, we'd be like, what's happening here? <laughs> you know, and then you were off on the Wednesday or whatever. It's completely changed now with the amount of games there and the professionals and the amount of people that work at football clubs now about everything away from the football. Um, I think it's near impossible to be fit. And it's okay taking pictures on your social media, standing in a gym and whatever. I could do that and be going and have a cake. It doesn't make any difference. The proof's in the pudding on the football pitch. And you will always be judged there. Barry will tell you, you, you play with some rascals. And I told you about it last week. People talked about Charlie, Frank, Mo, all that when they played. Unbelievable trainers. Unbelievable trainers, you know, gave everything. Whether they're the night out or whatever, it didn't matter. They made sure the next day that they trained like absolute beasts. You can never have said they never turned up for a game unfit, didn't look fit. They were unbelievable when they were on the football pitch and on the training I pitch. I think the disappointing thing for Gio is when I spoke to him in, in March, him and Roy Mackay, they had got him to a level. Five kilos, I think, they stripped off him. You could see the difference in his game. Right, he's been out for five months. Right, he's had an operation, but... The amount of sports science and dietitians and all that, you, you need to come back. And I was expecting when he was coming back to be lean again. You could see that he wasn't fit. And Gio just said enough. And I quite like that. That's strong management. Because if you, if you allowed that to happen, another player in the dressing room is looking and thinking, oh, he's mm-hmm. getting away with it. I can get sure. away with it. So he's put his foot down and said, this ain't happening. This is a, the level that you've got to be at if you want to be involved in my first team. And hopefully the penny will drop now. But I couldn't believe that how well he played against Dortmund. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't even give you the boost of saying, well, I've went to Germany and I've played really well against a German top side. You know, people want, as I say, his agent keeps talking about moving here, there and everywhere. What do you think people are looking at now when they're saying, and Gio's right, who's going to come and buy him? Is anybody going to come and buy him in this window after what the manager's done in the last few weeks? Absolutely no chance, you know. So he's let himself down first and foremost, but he doesn't realise, and I keep saying it, he doesn't realise how big a club he's at, you know, to let that down, let himself down, and that's what he's done. It's his responsibility. It's as I say, it's nigh on impossible to be unfit at this moment in time in your professional career. Okay, we'll come back to Celtic in a moment. Before that, what about the other games tonight? Hearts against Kilmarnock. Who do you fancy, Barry? That's uh, it's quite a good game there, isn't it? Tynecastle? It is a good game, but being at Tynecastle, mm. Hearts, um, I think they'll be too strong for Kelly. Such a pity that Liam Boyce is going to be out Yeah, that's a season. big miss. I like Liam Boyce. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A good footballer, good intelligence, um, knows the game inside out. That will be a big miss. So it'll be, I'm sure Hearts, I've 
read a few comments mm. from Robbie that he's he's looking to to strengthen. Um, so hopefully yeah. he'll get a few players in. But Hearts for me tonight. Peter, I'm going to push it on. Are you going for Hearts as well? I just think I heard you. Yes, yes, you are. What about Livingston Dundee United? I'm going for Livingston. Yeah, and the reason being because. I think David's done exceptionally well there. He demands the same from his players week in, week out. He wants to qualify as much as he possibly can and win games of football. I think he speaks very open and honest about his players. His players know ex exactly the job they're expected mm. to do. And he'll be wanting to go for Dundee United's throats, wherever they are. And they need a big performance, United. You know, it's a, a shame what's happened to the manager, but they need a big performance, you know, because we keep blaming managers, but at the end of the day, the manager picks the team you go on the pitch you've got to perform and they, they haven't just done that in the last few weeks Livy of course had a poor result though Aberdeen losing yeah they got five. a man sent they off did. early those fits yeah um, but the, I think Livingston will win but don't be surprised mm. if Dundee United yeah. come up with a, a freak <laughs> result after what's yeah. happened over the, the previous three weeks what about Motherwell against Inverness now they slipped up at the weekend yeah, it's I been th a great start I think they'll be back on it Motherwell I think they'll yeah. be too strong for too Inverness strong. Okay, Motherwell Peter. You're going for Motherwell yeah. and Stevie Hamill you're impressed with him No I think he's done very yeah. well I'm delighted for him a yeah. young man coming through he's worked really hard at trying to get a coach's job and he's taken it on as a manager and it's his dream job as he said many times so hopefully he's very successful with it Ross County against Celtic Barry Celtic yeah even looking at the amount of changes they've made they're still from middle to front they're still really really strong so Celtic for me I don't think was it Connor had said four Hell yeah. tonight mm. I think they'll win by a couple of goals a couple tonight. of goals yeah. Peter what do you think? Ross County will make it difficult for them Malky mm. always his teams have been fantastic for the last season and a half he's done fantastic with them so they'll make it difficult for them because they think it's an opportunity Celtic will maybe make a couple of changes but as I say when you look at it you'd think that was their first team that was going back out to play you know what I mean yeah. the, the team they've picked so I'll take Celtic but I'll be a close game I agree with Barry it'll be closer than what we think Nicola Cattage has gone from Rangers and Albion Ayeti looks to be on his way from Celtic the transfer window has got a day and a bit to go for England for Scotland just over two days and the countdown is on till the weekend so you'll come back on Friday Barry yep. Yep. you'll be watching the big match tonight Peter we'll see you Friday as well so tomorrow night we're going to have with us Craig Moore uh, who was in PSV he was in Eindhoven uh, with Rangers and Andy Walker will join it's us about as big well. he does doesn't he <laughs> oh, he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be some few weeks and then we've got news we'll tell you more tomorrow how exciting about what's happened I know it's, it's Champions you've got the old for, I, but yeah. you've got the old firm game this weekend yeah. and you've got big games domestically but also you've got the pinnacle Nazi yep. Champions League thank you Jason and Connor who joined us earlier on we're back tomorrow night up next is the news and then Joe Day. see you tomorrow at 5 The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.